Don't forget to follow us on social media for beautiful food and inspiration.
everything goes away Everything goes Alright everybody, welcome to Down Ballot That was Intense City by Rebels Camp That song is very, very much about San Jose It was written about the jungle before the jungle got taken down over there by uh, Brocon 880 um, Anyway, this is Down Ballot We do the show live every Friday 8pm Pacific right here at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia you can grab this as a podcast on your favorite podcatcher. Just search down ballot one word. We're the only thing that comes up. And I'm producer Dave, and you can find me damn near anywhere. What's up, everybody? This is the councilman coming to you from a room with shitey internet right now. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at T-H-E underscore councilman or on Facebook uh, as Hanselman. Uh, look forward to hitting the docket with y'all tonight. Producer Dave, it's good to see you as always. Yeah, let's just get right to it. Heck yeah, man. We got a lot of stories to cover and it's uh, been, it was a, kind of a slow news week in the South Bay and the Bay Area region for a uh, political derp, but um, it came on pretty quick at the end here. So, and this just in today. I'm just into the Crom 4 newsroom. Bay Area Congresswoman Anna Eshoo says that she's in quarantine right now after possibly being exposed to the coronavirus. In a statement sent to our newsroom, Representative Eshoo says that a member of her staff has tested positive for the virus. She says she herself isn't experiencing any symptoms, but she will be quarantining at home just to be safe. The Congresswoman represents a majority of Silicon Valley in Congress. That's what you're supposed to do yep. is going. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> what the video and the audio there are really random because you've got the the male reporter um, speaking, but mostly the video clip is just Anna Eshu in another news clip, just sort of talking to the camera with her hair all disheveled. So it kind of sounds like he's trying to throw his voice, and it's not really working so well as a ventriloquist. Um, so producer Dave, this is Anna Eshu, our House of Representatives Congress member from the 14th. I'm sorry, sorry. 18th district they've changed all the numbers on me now no wait yes it's the 18th <laughs> uh and uh represents a lot of uh north Ca north santa clara county um and west county a lot of um shall we say more affluent areas of town um so are, are you feeling for representative issue she's she's gonna be fine yeah i mean she hasn't tested positive yet so as as of now we don't know whether or not uh, she did contract the the, uh, the virus, but she is uh, of an an elder age, so she uh, is a little more susceptible and, and probably a little more vulnerable to the more mal effects of the, the virus. So we do wish her well uh, this holiday season, and, and hope that she does recover, um, or at least <laughs> never contracts the virus in the first place. I'm just um, real proud of that newscaster who was like, "That's what you're supposed to do." It's like, good for you. You get him. <laughs> Right there, someone forgot to like mute the hot mic on that one. But that's what you get with leading off. You get the the real hot takes here on on down ballot. Um, and again, this is where we explore the underbelly uh, and hopefully the overbelly sometimes of <laughs> of local politics because we want to educate as well as obfuscate as well as pontificate. So, I'm good at the uh, second two. What's that? I'm good at the second yeah. and the third one. Hey, two out of three is not bad. Honestly, that's a really good batting average. I'd say. It's a solid D. It's sol solid D, solid D, and uh, you know if you're if you were playing baseball, you know uh, you'd be knocking it out of the park, literally. So, um, so good on you, good on you. I try to strive for at least one of those three. I'll let you guess which one. Uh, so, um, moving right along, I think there's a story that you threw on the docket here under our next segment: winners and losers. 
Yeah, this is a story about how uh, travelers arriving at a SFO, they learn about the mandatory quarantine order, apparently, as they arrive at SFO. I just saw this headline, oh, and I was like, cool. Do- ooh, Docket's looking a little thin. We'll add this. There you go. Oh, man. ...are getting the first word of a mandatory quarantine now in effect in San Francisco. KPI X5's Andrea Borba joins us live with reaction. Andrea? Well, Alan, this is a year unlike any other, and here's why. Because today, which should be one of the busier days of the year at SFO, under 20,000 people are expected to come through the doors. And then when they arrive... Does that look like a fake backdrop? ...a mandatory 10-day huh? quarantine. Does that look like a fake backdrop to you? No, it's a, I think she's there. ...SFO should be seen around 80,000 passengers a day. Instead, the hum of the escalators... ...is the only noise around, <laughs> occasionally punctuated by this overhead announcement. San Francisco and Santa Clara counties now require a 10-day quarantine upon arrival. It was recorded by airport officials yesterday. People that live in the Bay Area that were thinking about traveling out of the Bay Area are probably well aware of the health restrictions, the requirements that are in place here. This was really more targeted for people that may be coming from outside California into the Bay Area to inform them and educate them. At baggage claim, we found folks arriving were well aware with a mandatory 10-day quarantine that awaited them. Nikki will be staying in a cottage on her parents' property until time has passed and she can get tested. And we all like pre-grocery shop, so we don't really have to go. She's ready. Yeah, fuck yes. Katie and her husband Branch are headed to Connecticut for Christmas and already have a safety net in place for their arrival back to the Bay. Instacart, probably. Um, and we also, I go to grad school and most of my classmates are in the same building. So we've had a mutual aid chat and for anyone who needs to stay at home. Everyone's been quarantining really well and helping each other out to drop off groceries outside the apartment door so that all contact is at as absolutely minimal as it can be. While there are no official quarantine enforcements like in other countries, travelers told us they are prepared to follow the rules. It's for everybody's safety. So for those who don't follow the rules, Andrea, how is it going to be enforced? Uh Uh-oh. Well, in a statement, SFPD said today that the primary goal is education, getting people to comply voluntarily once they tell them exactly what the rules are here. But this could be charged to up to a misdemeanor offense, but SFPD says they want that to be a case of last resort in this situation. They do not want to have to go there. Judging by the numbers, people just aren't traveling. All right, Andrea Borba, thank you. Yep, judging by the numbers, people just aren't traveling. People don't want to go there, apparently. <laughs> Man. Uh, by the way, Branch, that's a solid name. Um, KT, I like that. It's like a play on Katie, right? Um, anyway, so are you going to be traveling, Producer Dave? Are you going to be going across country? No. No? Not, not for the Christmas? Across town, maybe. Across town? Nice. Did you do anything for the Hanukkah? No. No? Not even a menorah? No. Um, uh, I usually go to like a few Hanukkah events or whatever because there's like great raves. food. Oh. Fuck is. Nice. Like family events. I, I thought like there might be like a Hanukkah rave or. No, no. Or a Just bike like, party. Well, people, that's not necessarily like a family thing, but people that I know yeah. that have people over for some of the nights of Hanukkah. I don't even understand it. I just know they invite me over for dinner and I'm like, yep. So I, I have a few friends 
of the you know just not as checked in variety i guess i should say you know some i won't put it on them for on them for being older but they tend to be older and they you know they're asking me well you know i can go to michigan to visit my family right and come back and no problem right like no you don't understand like that's (laughs) like just because michigan doesn't have a quarantine uh, mandate when you get there right and you can be all huggy buggy with people there that's even more reason why when you come back you have to quarantine so if you go you're if you go for one week that's now a you know two and a half week trip because you're gonna (laughs) and it was two weeks this this is all about them reducing it from a two-week mandate to a 10-day mandate which is still pretty uh pretty heady depending on how long you're gonna be gone for the holidays a few days so that that's just a risk you're gonna have to take um that the the stay-at-home police are going to swing by your pad and make sure that you're quarantining. I can tell you this much. The, the good wife and I were out on the roads today um, doing an errand or two. Um, and so we were part of it, but we did notice quite a heavy load of traffic on the roads for a county that's supposedly in an area that's supposedly um, sheltering in place. So either there's a ton of essential workers out there moving around in their cars all by themselves or there's a lot of commerce happening <laughs> that um, no one's really cracking down on. Yeah. I don't know. I think people are out for all different kinds of reasons. How's the Safeway over by you? How, how crowded is it on a regular yeah, basis? Yeah. It's been fine. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty lax. I've, I haven't had to wait in line for just about any service uh, today at the post office, but we were in, inside socially distanced in line and they moved us through damn quick. Actually, we got out there in like 20 minutes. So Kudos to the post office. Yep, I love. I like the post office. Other people don't, but they're wrong. Well, those and man, those talk about dealing with germy and germs all day, germy people and germ carrying things, right? Like all day, they're dealing with it. They're right there, so anything could be sick at any time. So God bless you guys for doing the work and getting my my cousin's designer sweatshirt to her on time. <laughs> all Important right. things. Right. Well, so moving on in winners and losers, there's a few a few losers this week. So, and there's rarely any winners. <laughs> uh, this is a lovely story we found. We we covered the un, the unemployment benefits uh, fiasco a few weeks ago when we in relation to uh, inmates at San Quentin getting unemployment, including uh, Scott Peterson getting yeah, Scott unemployment Peterson. benefits. Scott Peterson specifically. For- that's like probably the main reason we've been covering this. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's unemployed from being a, a wife murderer, apparently. Um, anyway. So, uh, because he's in jail and he can't do it anymore. He can't do his primary occupation. So anyway, that, this is the story of how someone else was able to scam uh, the EDD using another famous person. He was accused of stealing jobless benefits by posing as Senator Dianne Feinstein. <laughs> Adrian yep. Moore reports EDD not only paid that claim, but many more. This theft of taxpayer dollars intended to assist our fellow citizens and a very mm-hmm. difficult economic time simply will not be tolerated. U.S. Attorney McGregor Scott revealing a fired EDD employee played a key role in the agency's ongoing unemployment fraud scheme. Jervis was arrested on a federal complaint on Tuesday of this week. Jervis is 43-year-old Andrea Jervis, seen here on bank surveillance video. She's accused of partnering with an inmate and a parolee to file fake claims. At least 12 of the 100 claims were processed for payment, and over $200,000 in unemployment benefits were paid out to Jervis's Roseville address in the form of Bank of America debit cards. 
One of those claims was for $21,000, reportedly nice. in the name of U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein, <laughs> who never knew she was a victim. Investigators further discovered that Bank of America ATM card cameras captured Jervis on multiple occasions withdrawing cash from at least seven of the unemployment insurance debit cards and at least one captured transaction showed Jervis using the debit card issued to the United States Senator. EDB is complicit in this fraud. California Assemblyman Jim Patterson is one of many lawmakers highly critical of the EDD. I think we're just beginning to see the saga unfold of perhaps the largest, biggest scam in California history that has been enabled by either a complicit or an incompetent EDD. Well, that was Adrienne Moore reporting. The EDD fired Jervis in 2018 for allegedly putting her name on money orders. She now faces up to 20 years in prison and a quarter million dollar fine for each count in the fraud case. Uh, Whoa. Whoa, shit. That's quite a bit more than she stole. Um, I always like when the punishment meets the crime. Well, anyway, um, that's very interesting. I, I wonder if this young lady was trolling the senator and is not a fan of her politics, maybe, but <laughs> she's unemployed. Like, you're going to be unemployed soon. We're going to vote you out. I think, um, I think that, uh, I think that they're just like, fuck it. Just working with every name. Let's try the Senator. That does seem like a, like a high profile thing to do. It seems like a dumb thing to do. I think. Yeah. Um, and as far as Mr. Patterson or Assemblyman Patterson, uh, I would say that uh, I agree. Um, this malfeasance will not stand and should not stand. I would probably argue it's more on the side of incompetence than it is implicitness or um, because uh, I don't believe that most public servants, especially ones working at the EDD, are out to steal or, you know, uh, you know, um, be all that corrupt. I think they're just incompetent <laughs> and there's so simply so much going on that it's really hard to to corral all of this this fraud. Right. And of course, something like this pops up or Scott Peterson getting, you know, EDD benefits pops up in the news and it looks like they're doing just an awful job and, you know, it's completely fucked and the whole system is screwed when really these are probably isolated incidents, right? That just get notoriety because of the, the, you know, the VIP status of some of the people involved. So I think but that, I wouldn't, be, but I wouldn't be surprised if the whole department was incompetent too. <laughs> right, but most of these are going to be processed electronically. I would have to think, right? Like I don't think that. Yeah, and, and I, from what I remember, the one time I had to go on unemployment, it was a pain in the ass to have to to apply. Like you had to go through multiple applications, screening calls. You had to, you know, you had to check in weekly with these folks on the phone to tell them like, what jobs are you looking for this week? What, you know, did you have any interviews? Have you, have you submitted any applications? So it's like, that's, and that's once you start getting the benefits, they keep calling you to make sure that you still are, you know, deserve the benefits. Um, although I will admit that it was difficult because of all that to get off of unemployment. So once I got the new job and I alerted them, it did take about a month or two for the benefits to stop coming. And I don't recall if I kept them or not. <laughs> um, it wasn't a whole lot of money, but uh, it was something. That's and what, that's what right sank now. your political career. Yeah, that, that had to be it. Oh man, I have to tell you on, a, on offline another lovely story about the IRS and politics, but we'll, we'll get into that later. Remind me to tell you when we were at, we can go to Orchard Valley again. Uh, all right. So, uh, moving right along, we can, can we go on to the next story? Are we good? Oh, uh, 
So you'll love this. Uh, don't hit the cops. That's all I'm going to say. You may get a package stolen, um, stuff stolen off the porch. But never an attempted car theft involving a man holding an AR-15 rifle. It Whoa. happened to PJ in this quiet Willow Glen neighborhood. He asked us to conceal his identity. This is everything. This is Willow Glen and AR-15 and the fucking San Jose police. Good find. PJ and Willow Glen. Identity. You know, I parked uh, to talk to a neighbor, uh, ran something up to his porch, was 20 feet from my my car just far enough for someone to jump in the driver's seat my neighbor says hey somebody's just jumping in your car and i spin and run out at it shooting at civilians is one thing but firing at a retired captain of the san jose police department is another his police instincts kicked in quickly calling in the description of the car while running <laughs> after it a guy jumps out of the passenger side levels an automatic rifle and shoots up at us Willow Glen is a tight-knit community. That's when you stop chasing them. Around here heard all the commotion. They came outside and got a good description of the car to give to police. This video... Wait, you didn't need a good description of the car? Hold on. It was the dude's car. They didn't need <laughs> oh, a good I just love it. It's like that guy's car. I love it. Willow Glen is a tight-knit community, so everyone, when they heard gunshots, came outside to get a look at what was going on. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes, that's exactly what I do when I hear gunshots outside of my house. I run outside to see what's happening. <laughs> oh, Willow Glen. Clearly a very low so. crime neighborhood where gunshots aren't a usual thing. Not a I lot of dead fire, innocent bystanders. Not a lot of dead innocent bystanders coming from Willow Glen, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it could have been not... a backfiring car, you know, it could have been or a fire firecracker, who knows. You know, I'm just, I'm just running out to see what happened. No, it's an AR-15. ...on the hood of the getaway car. We had to slow it down Whoa. so you can see him. A special unit spotted I can the see suspects him. not far from the shooting. A pursuit into Santa Clara ended with two suspects arrested and the recovery Ooh. of what police call a ghost gun. People buy parts for it. They assemble it together. It does not have any serial numbers, therefore it cannot be traced. I am not surprised um, that it that it happens. I am surprised that it's getting seems to be getting bolder. We can't let the bad guys win in San Jose. Cheryl heard NBC. But the bad guys lost. The bad guys lost. Exactly. That's what's going on, and the and the good guys win, but not always. In fact, most times they don't. Ah, oh, Willow Glenn, I miss you so. I do miss you so. Any gunshots in your neighborhood lately? Not that I know of, but if they yeah. happened, I would certainly immediately run towards them. <laughs> Do you get a lot of gunfire and gang warfare in your neighborhood? I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's about as much as Willow Glen gets. Right. Like, it's not yeah, that, it, like, where I live isn't it, too entirely different than the Willow Glen neighborhood. There's, like, some single family homes, some apartments in a downtown, right? Right. It's, it's just so funny that, you know, how everything is relative right? All, all derp is local. All politics are local. You go to a community meeting, like a public safety meeting in Willow Glen, um, with the, you know, the police chiefs there and the council member and, uh, uh man, the council man or the council woman, whoever happens to maybe, um, and you know, the neighborhood associations there, 
and everyone's getting up and saying, God, the crime is just awful. You know, I fear for my life. I stay inside. I don't go out. You know, there are cars being broken into and packages being stolen. And the other night there was gang activity over at the school. You know, they were doing drugs. And um, and then I heard gunshots in the distance and the, the police helicopter was overhead. And, you know, it's like a war zone out there. And, you know, you read between the lines and it's, it is what it is. It's just living in the suburbs, living in the, the, the herbs, herbs, really, um, since we are a city. And then you go to a community meeting, the same community meeting on the east side. And you listen to folks talk about how, you know, their house, at their house, like uh, police broke down the door and took uncle, you know, into custody right in front of them and shot up the place, you know, while the kids were sleeping. And... You, you know, you start. You, you, this is why I laugh out loud at the Willow Glen community meeting when someone's talking about their cat getting stuck in a tree or some shit, right? I, I can't help myself because I know, relatively speaking, like this is just piddly bullshit, right? Like people are living in actual war zones, right? Every day they wake up, and, that, and you know, get get outside of San Jose, it gets even worse, right? So it's just really funny to me how 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 relative it all is when it comes to to crime and public safety well it seems it seems weird right it seems to me like that the 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 more safe the less violent crime a given neighborhood has the more the community wants the fucking police to do and it's like well no the police are doing their job or whatever in your community there's not a lot of violent crime stop acting asking the police to commit violent crime (laughs) like and then places where there is some measure of violent crime the people are like aware of the violent crime, but then they're like, why? Because there's violent crime here. Are the police coming to my house and acting as though I committed a violent crime when I did no such thing. Maybe my, maybe my husband deserved to be arrested. Maybe he didn't, but right. But what was this about? You know, it's, it's just, it's a funny, like, it's a funny, like it's just real, real. It's like a funny thing. I, I would imagine housing works the same way too. We're in an area where it's already dense. They're like, fuck yeah, build another apartment complex. And in an mm-hmm. area where it's not as dense, where they have plenty of room for the apartment complex, they're like, no, no, scary shadows. I, I won't get as much sun in the afternoon. My, exactly. my lemon trees. <laughs> exactly. Dude, they actually, I swear to God, I mean, the, the planning documents and reports and on big projects, especially, they have to have shadow studies. So they, you get this, you get a, you know, a representation of what the shadows would look like in June at 3 p.m. and in September at 8 a.m. right of whatever the project is and what it would obscure that's good graphic um, have, design work if you can get it it, it is it's a pretty fa- it's pretty fancy it's one of my favorite parts of the bigger proposals um but yeah no they take that into account um but no it, it very much is that way you're you're exactly right i think um in this case um in public safety with housing with almost any issue you're right it's 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 hyper local right it's all about what and it's that's why it's one problem with being so provincial like we are in san jose where people don't really get out of their neighborhood that much there's you know not many people know all the parts of the city right they just know their neighborhood and they know how they feel in their neighborhood and what they think their neighborhood's all about but the thing is their neighborhood's part of a bunch of neighborhoods in a big city in a big region and it's all evolving and it's evolving beyond their ability to keep up with it and and so they you know they they get a little squishy about things, even though San Jose is still a relatively amazingly safe city for the number of, you know, for we, we have a pretty understaffed police department. Frankly, it's not like we're living in a police state. They, they do get together occasionally and bust some heads and shoot rubber bullets. Um, and we got to hold them to account, but 
really there aren't enough of them to really cause that big of a ruckus frankly i think we could take them out if we had to um <laughs> you know so, i was thinking uh, of writing for for the the magazine like quite some time ago i was trying to workshop an idea in my head because i noticed that like all the little neighborhoods at least the little neighborhoods with a downtown you know sunnyvale has its own downtown willow Glen mm-hmm. has a downtown you know mm-hmm. no fucking willow Glen's part of san jose but whatever like there's a little downtown portion in like a japan town i think there's like a yeah there's a downtown in uh you know mountain view and so <clears throat> i was just kind of thinking they are all like oh you know visit historic downtown mountain view and i was just thinking of writing an article about how you could take a vacation by walking down the street in some of these places because of the way they market their fucking downtown but i never right. like got the never got it kind of like set in my head the 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 way i wanted to make fun of it without it make without it looking like i said oh don't have a downtown because <laughs> i love a downtown it's just like this isn't historic this is like the city I live in just dropped from the sky fucking gentrified. What do you mean historic? <laughs> right. It's it, some of these buildings go all the way back to the 1970s. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, I, for me, it's like if a building's older than me, right. It kind of feels, it kind of feels old for this area. Right. Um, it, at least when you got out of the downtown core in the downtown core, there's still a lot of great, um, you know, buildings and houses that are in Victorians that are like, you know, 100, maybe 150 years old, right? And some older historic buildings. But outside of that, you get into the neighborhoods. And it's like, if yeah, if your house was built in the, you know, before the 70s, um, you know, you're doing pretty good. Um, anyway, well, we, we, we're going to keep our eye on the, the shenanigans in Willow Glen. And if we keep seeing some shit, we're going to have to ask them to get their shit together. Um, so, so this next story, I don't... Yes. This must have been a saga that we'd missed up in Petaluma because we're looking yeah, at I don't a, know how we didn't get this. Yeah, we're looking at this. We're looking at this. It's like a mom went viral with kidnapping claim, but Pet, Petaluma police rule out crime. Like what's going on here? I think we should let this one play. I, I did watch I did watch it to make sure that it was legitimately the video that is presented. <laughs> Can't even watch it to make sure it's good anymore. Local news, get your shit together. Seriously, three days. You can't keep a video up three days. Well, a woman and her husband, who are accused of trying to kidnap two children outside of a store in Petaluma, are speaking out tonight. The case drew national attention after the mother of those kids took to social media to share their story, and that video went viral. KTV crime reporter Henry Lee joins us live now with an update on this story. Henry. Christina, Petaluma police have cleared the couple of any wrongdoing, and now the woman who was accused is fighting back. Racism was alive and well in 2020. I like that guy's fucking uh, home, like office setup. There was just like an old unplugged Apple TV next to him and shit, like where he was fucking delivering the news. Love him, mad respect, mad respect. (laughs) Sadie Martinez, a Petaluma mother of five, had much to say after she and her husband were accused by Katie Sorensen in viral videos of trying to kidnap her two kids at a Michael store in Petaluma. My children were the targets of attempted kidnap. Swordson said Martinez and her husband had followed her and her kids inside Michael's and later tried to grab their stroller in the parking lot. To get up and go shopping one day and then be accused of trying to abduct, abduct somebody's children is heartbreaking. Petaluma police noted inconsistencies between Sorensen's videos and her initial statement to officers. Oops. Investigators interviewed Martinez and her husband, a UPS driver. In a statement, Lieutenant Ed Crosby said they denied the allegations being made against them by the reporting party. To date, the investigation has produced no evidence or witnesses corroborating the account provided by the reporting party. Evidence gathered has served to support the account provided by the couple from the store. Because do you really think it's okay to go online and be racist and and make stories about a a family? 
It's hard enough to be a Latin family in a white community. Martinez says she understands why police put out this surveillance image of her and her husband, but doesn't like it. Unfortunately, we have targets on our back because we were labeled this, regardless of what's true or not. Martinez says she wants Sorensen prosecuted for filing a false police report. The Katie's of the world, it stops here. I'm sorry. It, it's not going on anymore. I think if we take a look into the fucking lady with the video from the car, I'm going to I'm gonna bet there was some save the hashtag save the children, like kind of QAnon light shit that we would find. Her profile's probably, probably locked the fuck down, though. It was, it's probably, it was in her eyes. I could see it. No, but I'm just saying that like this like hype, this like I'm not saying I know for sure, but there's this like because of like QAnon and Pizzagate and all this weird shit about everybody calling mm -hmm. everybody else a fuck child abductor and a fucking tunnel, you know, a tunnel children monitor and shit. Like there's just this, right. it's a little more in the ether. And so like making up a story like this, like just sort of leads me to believe that there's must be some kind of QAnon or Pizzagate or something going on kind of either on the periphery or periphery or in the background or something. I just feel ashamed to have the same kind of Nick cap on. Human being. We don't want to be here today. This is uncomfortable. And right now we're having an uncomfortable conversation. Oh, Dave Rubin would love this. Now I've reached out to Katie Sorensen numerous times today, but have so just like paper and shit on the desk. Like the printer, HP printer in the background. File charges against her. Reporting live, Henry Lee, KTVU, Fox 2 News. Get some vases. That was bullshit. That was bullshit. I bet that lady didn't try yep. to take those people's kid. She didn't seem like oh, she hundred percent. She did. The, the police don't even think they they did. I mean, if the police are on their side, you know, you know that this shit did not go down that way. And and that white lady Karen Katie Katie, that's classic. Katie. Gotta keep all the K's. Um, Katie, I love that she's trying to Karen her by calling her Katie. This Katie, if you're if you're a Katie, don't be going after me. No, I love it. Like stand up for your goddamn self. Fuck this shit. Don't let <laughs> don't let them pull this shit on you. That's awful. I don't know what what's yeah. Maybe that lady's beef is QAnonish or Pizzagateish, and she's just fucking paranoid. But um, I'm gonna yeah. take a look during the post game and see what I can find. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. It's just sketch, sketch, sketch. So, but there's some. Like I said, there's some late arrivers to the the docket this week that are making me scratch my head. Um, this is a, I, so this, I'm just wondering, like, how we didn't catch this story, like, last week or the week before or whatever, because they said it made national news. There was a video from a car. I just feel like we've not, it didn't make it to any of our shows. It's not just the down ballot enterprise. It's the whole, the whole fucking organization didn't find this story. Like, this is the kind of story we should not be sleeping on. I don't know. It's, it's, it's one local news station. So maybe, I guess it just didn't get picked up yet. But yeah, no, it's, it's, you're right. It's certainly something that we would have a little bit more, I think, more intel on um so this is a fun little interlude to close out um uh winners and losers we always like to ask people to get their shit together um and usually it's a city or a burg or some sort of person in this case it's some honeybees watch and have and enjoy oh no it's a brief little musical interlude i don't think we'll... can we get sued for this i think it's in the public domain oh Thank you. 
the murder hornets don't like buffalo poop. Exactly. So, uh, to narrate for, f- for folks who are listening to the podcast, we just watched a video of some honeybees, some Asian honeybees, who repel the murder hornets from their nest by uh, shrouding it in dung. They go and collect poo, and they put poo around the entrance, and that makes the hornets not want to come into their hive. Um, so they can still make their delicious honey behind the uh, aura of poo, or the moat of poo, if you will. Uh, so the question arises, what is the best defense for your honey abode? Is it poo? Probably. Stink of poo. Like, would do you do go outside and like rub poo on the, on the door and deter people that way? Or is it an AK for, is it it an AR 15 assault rifle? (laughs) I'm not going to go spread poop on my door. If that's what you're saying, if if the murder hornets come and they start murder horneting people, then maybe, I mean, you, you got it. You got to get in where you fit in. It sounds like some seriously biblical shit to rub shit on your door, honestly. To so, keep the murder um, hornets out? All your windows yeah, and it's, shit, it's, too? It seems like some sort of, like, you know, uh, the locusts are coming or one of the pestilences in the in Exodus, right? Uh, that, <laughs> or for Passover, right? The You know, putting the, the blood on your door so that the evil spirits will pass over your house. Um, I can see that with the poo. Same kind of thing. My God would ignore the poo and just come right in slaughter me who knew get out of my way poo um well we always like to cover poop on this show um the good wife was very very sad because she was looking at the the docket this week and there was no mention of um the the sewer being sewage being used to track coronavirus and i told her i broke the news to her that we covered it last week um but she thought we should cover it again because it was such an amazing story so maybe we'll come back to it if you got the corona keep pooping that's all i'm gonna say the scientists need to know. All right. So we're going to move down ballot. Is that cool? Yep. Absolutely. Is that good with you? All right. So down ballot watch this week. Um, we're, we're watching a story that um, the good wife and I have been tracking for a couple of weeks now. And we've been waiting for some video. There's a little bit here. Um, I had to track down this CBS five video on YouTube because their fucking website is shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst offenders. Ass hats. Just keep the videos up where they're supposed to be. You go to you, you. You see the headline, the link, the or the URL, the headline, and the story itself are all about one thing. And then you click on the video; it's like their live feed. It's silly. Anyway, um, this is uh, this first video should explain what's going on, and then we'll talk about it, and then we'll have another video. Report says a suspected Chinese spy targeted California politicians. One of her biggest targets was Bay Area Representative Eric Swalwell. KPI X5's Andrea Borba live at the Chinese consulate in San Francisco to break it all down. How Dan Bedondi hates Eric Swalwell. He keep, were you on the show when he kept calling him Eric Swallows? Swallow well. <laughs> I think about it every time I see his name or see him on, on the talk shows. If I ever meet him, I'd be like, hey, I know you're like a representative, and this is a little bit of a weird thing to say, but we have this podcast, and there's this guy from Rhode Island. He looks <laughs> like a fucking human thumb, and he says that your name is Eric Swallows well. And, and if he I said, bet, oh, I know who that is. <laughs> yeah, I would bet you he would be like, oh, I know exactly who that, Dan Bedondi. Yeah, Dan's very interesting. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think about it every single time, the good wife and I, every single time we hear or see anything about Swallow, swallow Well, that's exactly what we think of as Dan Badandi saying Swallow Well. <laughs> just so, uh, and the image is just so, uh, anyway. We're so um, immature. Yeah, so this is, so, well, speaking of immature, this is, this is a story about how Eric Swallow might have 
might have um, gotten into the horizontal hokey pokey with a Chinese spy. How it worked, Andrea? Well, this spy was allegedly a student who had close contacts with people here inside the Chinese consulate until she left the country about five years ago. This woman, Christine Fang, a Chinese national, was a student at Cal State East Bay and president of the Chinese Student Association. The FBI says she was also a spy who was trying to cozy up to Bay Area politicians, the mayor of Fremont, volunteering for Ro Khanna's campaign, and even a young congressman, Eric Swalwell. San Jose State Professor Dr. Karthika Sassi says this form of spycraft is common. These were individuals who were important in local politics, but potentially could become really important in national politics. The information was first revealed in an Axios article yesterday, but this is not recent. The contacts with the Bay Area politicians date back years to the early 2010s, and Fang is no longer in the U.S. And that one fine day in 2015, she went to China and she didn't come back. Former Fremont Mayor Bill Harrison says he got a call from the FBI on a Friday and sweated over what could have happened for an entire weekend. We don't have national secrets. We don't have special secrets. You know, what would they think about Fremont? I, I get now that, you know, from some of the reports they talk about, it's a long game play. I, I get that. East Bay Congressman Eric Swalwell didn't return our calls, but did give this statement to Politico. I've been a critic of the president. I've spoken out against him. I was on both committees that worked to impeach him. The timing feels like something that should be looked at. Oh, I don't know if you should be positing a conspiracy theory, dude. <laughs> Harrison told KPIX5 yeah. this via Zoom today. They're aiming for some higher fish than me, which obviously, but... Uh, one of the reasons that I have no problem talking is that I know I didn't do anything wrong. Dr. Saska Kumar says incidents like this happen regularly. It's important to remember that um, spycraft is just part of normal diplomacy. China, I'm sure, is engaged in it, but so is the United States and so is every other big country. And in this case, actually, to me, it's an example of the system working. Now, in his statement to Politico, Congressman Swallow also said that he has no plans on stepping off of the House Intelligence Committee at this point, that congressional leadership already knew about this contact with Christine Fang. Live outside the Chinese consulate in San Francisco, Andrea Borba, KPIX5. It was completely unnecessary to go to the fucking Chinese consulate for that, right? For the story? Yeah. Yeah, no, Andrea Borba is, seems like, I think she's got to be like second or third string, but the, we've seen two stories from her tonight. The first one, I thought she wasn't even at the airport just because of the lighting and the time of day, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it looks fake. But yeah, no, this this is pretty consistent. I'm not going to blame it on her. The, uh, I don't, I, 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 I just boggles my mind. We have to go to this live reporter for a story that's like already old anyway, right? It's, it's, it's happened. It's done. There's no live, there's no urgency to it other than like it's just being uncovered now and you could do that from a studio you don't need to go out in the field and do your report from you know the corner where the, the two met like 10 years ago like who gives a shit <laughs> right unless the chinese consul is like burning documents and throwing them out the windows right. or whatever you don't need to be there right or if you have to go get an interview with someone at the consulate who's there now and can speak on the record right and you know but there's no need to be there if you don't have the story anyway if you're just telling retelling stuff that's already happened many years ago um, I did love Swallowell's like a uh, high school promish looking picture with her. Like, look at me, mom. 
Um, so there's actually some uh, concern here um, that their relationship was even closer than just sort of cozying up. Um, and uh, some folks in the House, uh, Republican folks, are calling for a little more investigation and a little more uh, maybe uh, punishment, perhaps. Thank you, Ainsley. Top Republicans asking the FBI brief them on espionage efforts by the Chinese Communist Party as calls grow. Wait, was he even a fucking congressman at this point? At this point, he might have been uh, on the city council in, I forget if it's Dublin or Union City. I want to say Union City. But anyway, he's uh, or even Newark. One of those one of them East Bay cities. The good wife would know for sure. Um, but yeah, no, he was a, a council member, uh, and then jumped from that to actually Congress, basically. Pretty impressive. I wonder if the Chinese it, spy helped. It was a it was a very tactical move. Um, he took out a, ver, a, a moderately unliked incumbent who had been there for a very very long time, uh, a safe Democrat, but who had pissed off a lot of people. So um, he kept talking about retiring and never did. And so this guy, Rokana, thought about taking him on and didn't. And then this guy finally did and knocked him off. And so, <laughs> so he beat Rokana to Congress. California to step down from the House Intel Committee. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy joins us right now from our nation's capital with an update. Leader McCarthy, good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me back. OK, so uh, we want to play for you first. Nancy Pelosi last week because your name came up. I do think uh, that it's unfortunate that Mr. McCarthy is trying to make an issue of this when his leader, we all found out at the same time, Republican and Democratic leaders and the uh, leadership of the committee were briefed at the same moment. All right. Is that true? I've never been briefed on this. Hmm. I learned about this the same time you did. And in, in that meantime, I have asked for a briefing, and twice the FBI has canceled the briefing that they had scheduled with me in the last week. Today I will get a briefing. And what's important he just wants to be briefed. So many more questions. What do the, the FBI is avoiding this guy? Democrats that is so powerful. Wouldn't so you? He's such a dweeb. On the person when he was a city council member, bundled money for him to become mm -hmm. a member of Congress. This person got onto the intel committee. Did somebody lobby for him? And in his first year, his committee was overseeing the CIA. And then at the same time, he ran for president. We have Nancy Pelosi, who just last year said it was a diversion to focus on China. You got the Democrat Armed Service Chair, who literally said on the floor of Congress that it was not China's job to warn us about the virus. He's running a bit of that Alex Jones light. Alex Jones always talking about the Chi-Coms have infiltrated the Democratic Party and they're fucking putting their stooges in. They're like replacing oh, like they're replacing like Soros and like sort of that classic New World Order thing that they were doing. They're replacing it now with the Chi-Coms. This guy's like running yeah. like a sort of less inflammatory version of that, I guess. Yeah, he's calling Swalwell the Manchurian candidate, basically. Like, oh, and he's running for president now, too. How, what a coincidence. Whoa. You got Adam Schiff, the now chairman of Intel Committee, saying it was just escalation, that it was wrong that we closed that consulate in Houston of China. It raises so many more questions. There are 200 other Democrat members of Congress. You're going to tell me one of those other 200 mm -hmm. are not better to be on the Intel Committee than Swalwell? I'm asked for this briefing today because I have a lot of questions. 
the Democrats backed out of the bipartisan task force on China last year on the day before we were announcing it? Why? Why can you allow Swan I mean, was he on to stay it? on this committee? I'd back out of any committee. I'd be like, do I have to? It is, it is justified that we look at and, and save our Just more reading. Security. Well, it is curious that uh, you had two meetings with the FBI scheduled and then canceled. You'll eventually get it today. I'm sure one of them was probably weather related. Ducey is like, do a lot of people cancel meetings on you? <laughs> I just want a briefing. Can somebody give me a briefing? Uh, but will they present? No, 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 no. Let me be very clear. It's not weather related when it was going to be a video Zoom conference. Well, then why <laughs> He's got a point. It? Dude, they don't even but want to talk to him on Zoom. Day of. We ain't got time for you. Very beginning. This is our national security. This isn't about a Republican and Democrat. Right. What happens in the Intel Committee, they learn our secrets and keep the secrets of this country. The, Eric Swalwell attacked our national security, our, our national intel officer, John Radcliffe, yeah. when he told about China's growing spy network. He attacked an American and defended China, and this is just in the last month. Why? Yeah. These are questions that continue to raise that everybody should be concerned about. Okay, so are you confident that the FBI, when you finally do have this briefing that they canceled twice, they will tell you exactly the same thing they told uh, Speaker Pelosi back in the day. Well, back in the back day, in the day, has to go on last now. week. And I will tell you that because I'm a part of Gang of Eight, I'm able to read and have information just as certain people on the Intel Committee have as well. And what I read in those reports would raise a lot. Of Republicans didn't like Gang today. And those are the questions I'm only when they benefit the them in this gift. Those are the questions I want the answer to. And those are the questions I will not give up on until I have the answers, because it means the protection of this nation. Why can't the Democrats admit that China is our adversary? Why can't <laughs> they stand up to them? And why would they ever allow? Think it reminds me of the shit where they were all saying Barack Obama won't say radical Islamic terrorists. Right. right. Oh, absolutely. Why won't they stand up and say something? I don't know, because they're too busy fucking saving democracy from your ass, you asshats, 200 of whom Republican Congress members won't even fucking admit that Joe Biden won the goddamn election. <laughs> you douchebag. This guy still wants to, like, push the, the lawsuits to overturn the election. And he's talking about how China is a threat to our democracy. Fuck you, man. You are a threat to our democracy. The very people we elect apparently are threats to our democracy. And I only wish I could move a bunch of fucking hardcore libs down to your fucking district to vote you the fuck out. He doesn't even live in his district from what I know. Just, oh God, it's disgusting. Bakersfield, you got to get your shit together would make this movie that china comes to america focuses on a city councilman helps them to run for congress helps them to get on the intel committee then run for president i think we've seen this movie before it's called the manchurian candidate oh come on dude but you Ding. Know, if you knew that information <laughs> why would you that. ever allow him to stay on that committee you have to you could leave it at i think we've seen this movie before that's how you say something like that right you don't have to go all the way you just feel like i think we've seen this movie before it's like it I've got it before. I, during the last commercial break, I got it, Kevin McCarthy. Come on, dickhead. <laughs> he thinks he's so fucking smart because he's in Congress. It's like, he's, it's, it's funny. He's pointing out how specious it is that this guy Swalwell's in Congress and this guy getting into Congress is an even bigger fluke. <laughs> right. 
Maybe Swallow sure is the special. best person in the world, but if you were gonna go, if you're gonna send somebody to go after his character, send somebody other than this guy. And just yeah, being, I'm a, sure being a, a conservative named McCarthy just is politically toxic for some reason or another, too, just historically. <laughs> right. Um, but the scary thing is if the if the Republicans were in charge of the House, this asshole would be the speaker. Oh God. Um, that's frightening, huh? Hey, he's from California though. Great. That's fantastic for us. Um Got good hair. But yeah, no, I th- I'm pretty sure it was a special election when he got a, he was elected to replace like a longstanding Republican of some sort, and he just lucked out being the guy, right, the right asshole in the right place at the right time. Two hundred other people to choose from. You are putting the national security of America in doubt, but you're also mm-hmm. causing the Intel Committee to not be productive in anything. Why would any other member in that committee say anything if they are afraid it was going and Eric Swalwell could hear it? I know in that press conference, Nancy Pelosi talked about you. Has she talked to you about this? No, she has not talked to me about this. We hmm. folk- uh, there's, a, there's a theme going here is that people don't want to talk to Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many times Ducey tried to reschedule this interview. <laughs> yeah, seriously, does he have like, it can't be B.O., right? It can't be the weather, like he already stated. All these things that are just excuses that you can't really use for Zoom. Like, what's the problem? They're just rescheduling on him? They obviously don't give a shit about him, this poor guy. He's probably not a, he's not a priority. You're just, they're just not that into you, Kevin. If, if you were a priority, they would make sure that they didn't have to cancel the Zooms on you. Um, but you're obviously not that big a deal focused a lot on the COVID bill. I mean, think about what's going on today, not just in America, but in the world. We're so proud of this President Trump for getting this Operation Warp Speed, but where did this virus come from? It came from China. Why did Nancy Pelosi... (laughs) keeps looking at the clock going, uh... If we focused on China, it was... (laughs) doesn't want to talk to him either. (laughs) Why did the chair of Intel, Adam... That's how he looks when he's talking to Trump. Everybody knew that Houston consulate was used to spy on the world. Right. That it was an escalation. But yes, it wasn't the right we have to go. Leader McCarthy, these are Commercial. such good questions. When you, after you get your briefing from the FBI, whatever you can tell us on the other side of it, please drop, uh, drop by next week. We'd love well, to hear. I on somebody else's show. You, I will not give up till I get the answers. All right. Uh, sir, I will not give up until I get my briefing. You drop by <laughs> Hannity's show. I hope he gets his briefing. Drop by That's- Laura Ingram's show. Yeah. You do see definitely had that thousand yard stare like, okay, how long before I can tell this guy that we have to go? Um, yeah, that's your Republican majority leader, ladies and gentlemen, from the House. Um, the minority like, leader. but I, Minority, I, sorry, minority. Thank I gotta, you, minority leader. Thank God. I just got to be just good on everybody involved for not wanting to talk to Kevin McCarthy. Good, I'm never mm-hmm. going to say this again, but good on the FBI for fucking giving this guy the runaround. Good on Nancy good Pelosi on Nancy. for not calling him, not taking his calls. And good on the good on the deuce man for all we for keeping looking at the clock going, are we done? That's what he was doing. He's looking up at there's like they have like time is always like up into the Oh, always, yeah. It, right there. It's in their face. Then yeah, yeah, it's like so they're always unless they're trying to read off of something, but that's usually our right side. That's how yeah. like the studios are set up. But yeah, he was looking at the clock. You can always tell and and fucking that's great. Look at the clock more when you're talking to this guy, because Kevin McCarthy, nobody wants to talk to you. At the end of the day, the clock is God in the news biz, so they got they got to respect the clock. All right, well, we'll stop bashing on Kevin McCarthy now. And hey, you know, to be honest with you, Representative Swalwell, the lady looks very attractive. You know, if you got some some good play out of it, you got some money, some donations, helped you get into Congress. I, you know what? 
I trust you. I, I don't think that you're trying to spy on us. I think you're just trying to get some nookie and get a few donations, just like any politician. So, and hey, you're single. So I don't do your bad thing with your bad yeah. self. Like all countries do this. And the reason they do it is because sometimes it is somewhat successful or they wouldn't fucking do it. So, right. And they play the long game, right? Like that's why you go after this guy when he's a uh, council member. It's not like we don't know who the city council members in like San Jose or other cities around here are angling for, you know, higher office and have aspirations of, you know, ultimate success, right? Like an Evan Lowe, for example, like if someone really wanted to play the long game, right? He's got uh, you know Chinese heritage too. Um, but everyone knew when he ran for city council in Campbell that he wanted to be president, right? <laughs> so <laughs> you put, you put, you play the long game, you get your hooks in early and I'm not saying Evan's corrupt, but I'm saying like, that's the kind of game you play. You can tell who these people are. So you, um, if you want to get, you want to get in the, in there at the end, you got to get in there early. In their ear. First time I met Evan Lowe at the Cardiff Lounge, I thought he was the president. He definitely wants to run for president. Yeah, he sort of had that that. thing about him. I don't know that for sure, but uh, it seems like it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Anything's possible. Um, So, I think we're ready for a Gaijin president. Sure. (laughs) So, uh... We had an orange guy that fucks his daughter, so like, you know, whatever. Yeah, right? Oh, God. I mean, anything's... Anything's possible. Well, Joe Biden will be a nice reprieve for a couple of years. Um, at least so, I'll be bored. And at least, like, I'll be bored and generally annoyed with the president, which seems better. I think that's a perfectly rational and good space to be in. Frankly, I want to be fucking bored. I with my government. I, I want to be, be generally so bored. annoyed with them. I think. <laughs> I I would prefer just being bored, right? Like, if I'm bored, that means that they're doing just everything they got to be doing, and there's nothing really exciting for me to bitch about, and there's also nothing exciting for me to jump up and down and, and cheer about. So I'd probably prefer, at the end of the day, for them to be just kicking ass and taking names, but I'll take bored. I will absolutely take bored, because that just means that they're doing their job, and that's all we can ask from our public servants these days. All right, so... Another thing before we go, as usual, um, this is a nice, sweet interlude. Um, you, you all will remember Colin Kaepernick, the former 49ers quarterback who took a knee during the Pledge of, or the, <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance, during the National Anthem, and took a lot of grief and was eventually basically blackballed out of playing football in the NFL because of it. And now, of course, the NFL is all Black Lives Matter all day. Ha ha ha. Can't fool us. Um, but uh, to honor Colin's stand, which has cost him millions and millions of dollars in contracts and, and sponsorships and other opportunities and his, uh, basically his entire athletic career, uh, Ben and Jerry's have given him the consolation prize of naming an ice cream after him. Colin Kaepernick to make a new flavor of ice cream. And the name is Change the World, W-H-I-R-L-D. Aww, Kaepernick is a vegan, yeah. and so too is his ice cream. It's a non-dairy frozen dessert with caramel sunflower butter base, fudge chips, graham cracker swirls, chocolate cookie squirrels. This will be in stores early next year, and a portion of the sales will go to Kaepernick's Know Your Rights Camp Foundation. That's adorable. I'm, totally, I'm going to keep you here yeah, one more. There's a, well, we'll talk about that a second if there's a video for this one. Have to um, have to let the ad play anyway. But oh, I want to eat the shit out of that ice. That well, non-dairy frozen dessert. It's not frozen yogurt, by the way. It's like made from butter. It's going to be so delicious. Yeah. So there's like <clears throat> going to be like a lot of dudes with like sunglasses on in their profile on Facebook mm. that are like hell big mad about this. And I'm going to go maybe seek them out tomorrow. See if I can find some 
some screenshots of some, uh, you know, harmless, harmless end user domestic terrorist threats against a fucking ice cream company. Yeah, well, Ben and Jerry's, they, they have no problem sticking their necks out on issues that they care about. They've never have had any problem with that. So they're, um, they're consistently on, on the, the forefront when it comes to corporate uh, embrace of uh, social justice movements. So good on them. All right, what do we got? Elf on a Shelf. Yeah, we got Elf. I just saw this on the recommended thing. It's This is way better than YouTube's recommendation engine. Good on you, Fox, too. You recommend me things I want to see instead of like Jordan Peterson. It um, seems very down ballady. so. Yeah. So Elf on the Shelf patrols and forces speed with uh, Castro Valley CHP. I have no idea what the story is, and it's a late edition of the show. And by late edition of the show, I mean like literally an hour after the show started. <laughs> Love it. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Try this again. I had this issue with KT. Is this, K- is this KTVU? Yeah. At the- oh, no. It took two tries to get their audio to work. Yeah. And then there was that whole thing with the ad. Well, this is well, fucking. We can chat for radio on Echoplex <laughs> Media live. So, producer Dave, tell me, how are you really? Are you, are you surviving the coronavirus? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. It's That's good. I don't know. That's good. It's been, I don't know. I cook more. That's, that's always good to hear. We only have three more seconds to burn, so we can, we can cook off those seconds. I smoke a lot more weed too. Not an elf on the shelf. a TikTok video? I don't know. I was like, uh-oh. There's a docket. That wasn't even an elf on the shelf. What the fuck? It was just like an elf hanging from the back of... Hanging from his, his antennae. Um, I, I wanted the Chips theme song to start playing there. That would have been beautiful. The but... worst kind of clickbait. Oh, well. It, it happens. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, hey, look at that. Bang on. 9, 9 p.m. Pacific time. Good job. Nice tight show. Uh, uh, so, how, how are you feeling? Heading into the weekend. Good. I I've Catterday tomorrow, which is great. Uh, what time? Uh, eight starts at eight on the conduit, and at nine we hit the mics on uh, Twitch. If either nice. of you are a free, the media wench is busy with her kids for the next two weeks. So if you if you're around, one one or both of you wants to Catterday with us, we would uh, very much enjoy that. Is it uh this weekend last year? Uh, it's war on Christmas and this weekend last year, and these this oh, weekend yeah. two years ago, and sometimes this weekend three years ago. Yeah, I haven't, I'm not hearing as much about the war on Christmas from our, our friends. Is, is there some good some good content out there? Uh, at least not from like the, the higher ups and the orange person. But. No, we just call it that every year. This time there's there's no war on Christmas this year. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's good to hear. I mean, well, um, I guess we I we can always start one. I suppose we could. But yeah, if either of you guys want to join, just uh, hit us up in Discord. Uh, okay. Any random <laughs> listener out there wants to join? If you have a webcam, fuck it. You can join Catterday too. How's Sunday looking? Doc, it's almost four pages. <laughs> Last week was pretty intense. Yeah. Fucking, you know, you gotta, I, I think you should, you should send ye oldie good wife to join me and Matt on Sunday. If you can. I, I feel like, you know, I feel like she could use a, you know, a little release. So maybe, maybe I will get her, get I'll, her in here. I'll bug her on the court of dis. This is it. this is now her office that we broadcast from. Actually, this is her home office. So I have to I have to sort of reset everything every week to to my specifications before before I come on here. So, uh, um, 
but now that it's all set up, maybe I'll just leave it up and she can hop on on Sunday. Yeah, I'd lo- we'd love to have her. She's fucking spicy. I will ping her. All right, sir. Well, hey, thank you very much as always for running the dials and the clips. And uh, yeah, any any preference on a, some outro music? I will record a nice ad for us soon. Cool. Yeah, this radio is uh, the sleep deprivation by FTB. And when we come back, the night twitch is the right twitch. Monkey spanking, I've been voodoo lounging up outside the blanket Back to the fact that I relax, I'm more wild than a child up in Michael Jack's lap Now you're envious of what? These big old nuts? One bust dust, the other pump rust So with the audible smoke, signal rock, flick and bust Time to shine around them ladies, I be like, oh, Why the downtown clubs keep taking my dust? The chicken that she cross the road because she goes Wherever she clubs and late at night, y'all can cry for a miracle Dance around the flames of the shadow, beat ritual Arrive my mechanical snail All the way to hell and while we're on the way Can we stop off at the brass rail? Why so I could blow the rest of my man? A girl's a shake tail, cause you know it never fail Rockin' on the wrong station Fuckin' deuce Sleep deprivation We can sleep when we die Now let's all get high Fuckin' deuce Sleep deprivation Got me on the wrong style Rockin' on the wrong station Fuckin' deuce Sleep deprivation We can sleep when we die Now let's all get high In the wind in the city of sharks And with the broken hearts And then the rap race Falling on your fat face Out of place, babe Area, mass hysteria Bad taste Microclimate The streets of Oakland It won't stay silent Got me split wide open Jumping off the golden gate Into the ocean Cause I can't relate To all my people in the city San Jose All the way to the real nitty gritty It's a tough titty Make my attitude shitty But fuck your pity All my people's on your whippy Where you ass on the e Wholehearted, retarded, artifact Rockin' on the wrong station Fuckin' deuce Sleep deprivation We can sleep when we die Now let's all get high Fuckin' deuce Sleep deprivation Got me on the wrong style Rockin' on the wrong station Fuckin' deuce Sleep deprivation We can sleep when we die Now let's all get high